Welcome to the Soul Experiment Podcast. I'm Nicole, an intuitive guide here to further awaken the spiritually conscious. In this space, we discuss all things spirituality and dive even deeper into the spiritual and energetic world. Welcome to my space. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Soul Experiment Podcast. Mm, it's so good to be back and I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this episode with me and Ellie because we talk all about you know, what it really takes to build a hard-led business and Ellie has experience in OBM and business coaching so she brings a really unique awareness and insight to you know the front end of the business and also the back end. Like, What does it really take to build a sustainable, thriving business? in the coaching or even just in the wellness space and we also break a lot of stigmas of like you know there is no shame in still having a job like a full-time job or a part-time job um, while you're growing your business because the, the most essential thing essentially is to step into your business from a place of abundance whatever is necessary to get there that's okay so I hope you enjoy this chat let me and Ellie know what you think about it afterwards through our Instagram and oh guys I hope you just take in all the insights because Ellie is incredible Welcome Ellie onto the podcast. It is such a privilege to have you on here, especially knowing that you're like an avid listener of the podcast as well. Um, I, I can't wait to share with everyone, you know, your beautiful insights and your unique insights as well to the coaching space, which is something we've been talking about throughout the past few months. And it's a topic that I feel so passionate about. And I was like, I need to bring her on here. So um, first of all, I just wanted to share with everyone how I know Ellie. We actually met in I think December of last year we both just moved to Perth in 2020 and you know we found each other I found her on through Facebook it was like a a women's like friendship group thingy of like oh find new friends in Perth and I was like yes and I found her and she you know um she said that she was a business coach and everything and I was like oh my god am I gonna have a coach friend in Perth so that was super exciting and even from the first time we met, like it was just instantaneous. And we talked about astrology, we talked about coaching, and I've actually worked with her personally as well. I was working with her for three months and it was so expansive and she's such a grounding force to me who's sometimes like super up up in my higher chakras. And it was so good to just receive her strategy and receive her support. And that was actually in the very beginning of me taking my business seriously. And I felt like that really produced the best foundation that I could have asked for. So I wanted to bring her on here. So Ellie, thank you so much for coming. And, you know, I'm sorry I hijacked the intro a little bit, but maybe you can introduce a little bit about yourself to the the audience. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. I'm so excited to be here. I have listened to every episode of your podcast. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I would be honored to come on to the podcast that I love. So yay, thank you so much for having me. Yes, you're totally right. We literally had an instant connection right away meeting in person. And it's so beautiful that we're both in Perth um, and that everything aligned for us to work together as well earlier this year. That was just so amazing. So yeah, I am a spiritual business coach and I help establish female entrepreneurs rise to six figures in their business without any ads, paid ads or complex funnels or having a huge following. And I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia in the US. I've lived in Australia for since two days before the border shut when COVID came in March 2020. (laughs) 
So I've been here for a while. I've been running my business full time, I would say since then. And I can give a little bit of my background of how I came into my business. Yeah, great. So I began my business. Okay, I graduated my university in 2019 with a degree in journalism. And I decided I didn't want to be a journalist. I <laughs> loved my degree. I loved university. And I didn't see myself fitting into that type of job um, where I just knew it wouldn't light me up. So I decided to do something crazy and move to Germany and become an au pair. And my parents thought I was a bit crazy. They were like, what are you doing? And I'm like, don't worry about it. I'll start a business when I'm there. Because au pairs make about $300 a month there. <laughs> so I moved to Germany. And in the same week that I moved into whole new town and a whole new house and a whole new country where I didn't speak the language I decided to start a business and I called myself a VA at first I was like I know I can you know do admin and do some social media work and that's what I and then I also decided to give clients what I called quote-unquote creative strategy <laughs> which was coaching <laughs> that I didn't realize until like a year down the line and from there I evolved and I you know really upped my skill set to call myself an OBM and my specialized in helping with systems and the strategy behind my clients' um, backends. And then from there, I got certified as a life coach. And I was like, you know what? I really, really want to be a business coach. I love what I do for my clients and I want to do more. And I want to work with more heart-centered entrepreneurs and female leaders and help them grow their business to six figures. And once um, COVID hit, my opportunity came and I got the opportunity to move to Australia. And that's when I began doing my business full-time in March of 2020. Oh my God, I love that story. And I love that it's a story of like, you're actually building it from the ground up, right? And you started as a VA and then as an OBM. And now now I see you infusing your OBM work within your coaching packages as well. How is that, like, how did you end up there? And, and why do you think like both aspects are sort of necessary? Mm, yeah, great point. And that was something I left out as well was that I still do a lot of my OBM work and I do my coaching business. Um, so what, and I've infused a lot of my coaching into my OBM work and now I'm infusing my OBM work into my coaching. And what I've really found from, I work with five, six to seven figure leaders and coaches, and I know how their backend systems work. And I also know what doesn't work. And I've created a lot of what I've, but I know to help them elevate their systems, take them to the next level, whether that's their first six figure launch or multiple six figure years, or even seven figure years. And a lot of my clients are getting to now. And I really, I realize that there's a gap. A lot of my clients are really great coaches and they love what they do and they just don't know how to create a team or create the system to, to support them. And they're kind of flying by the seat of their pants sometimes. <laughs> and that's where I come in and I'm like, in my Capricorn energy, I'm like, okay, this is what we can get done. This is what like, I see, I see what's going on here. I want to elevate you and keep you in your zone of genius and also give you the systems and structure to support you because I really believe that a lot, there's a lot of talk about like oh I don't want structure and so it's so like you know confining and I'm like structure is actually what sets you up for freedom when you have those structures that's why my clients can do things like go to Hawaii for a week to visit their family and delegate to their team at the same time and run their business and you know have a 10k week at least when they're offline you know so I really believe in that and I also really want to empower the next level leaders, the next generation of coaches to come into their business, not just with the passion, but also with, with the purpose and with the support, like guiding them and elevating them to their next level. So that's where I bring a lot of my strategies for not just growing your audience and getting leads and signing clients and 
mastering your marketing and your messaging. I love all that. And I also want to empower you to have the, knowing that you have the support and the structure in the back end to grow sustainably. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so good. And for, like, two things came in when you were talking, I pulled up your astrology chart and I just wanted to share with the audience because I know the audience loves astrology. Ellie here is a Capricorn sun, Capricorn moon and Capricorn and Mercury. <laughs> so she, she is full on Capricorn vibes and I love it because you can tell, you can tell like her grounding energy in her voice, but also she's like, there's no time to waste here. We, we, we're building a business and we're doing it properly. And that's what I love about you is that you really focus on like preparing and laying down the foundations necessary to build a, a sustainable and thriving coaching business, right? It's not all just about energy. You need the structures in place as well. And I got the vision of like, you know, if you're just purely a hard-led um, coach or something, you know, you're... I don't know why I got this vision of someone in the woods, you know, coaching someone. And yeah, it's really beautiful. But if you want to do this long term and really build something, you have to build a house so that your clients have somewhere to go to, so that, you know, you have somewhere to go to, your, your business has a, has a place to be, to comfortably grow. And I think that's where your expertise in OBM really uh, enhances your coaching as well, right? It's the mindset, but also the practical solutions and the pr practical, um, yeah, like bricks to actually build your business. So, you know, with that said, I don't get to talk to a lot of OBMs. So I'm really curious, like before we get into the more coaching specific questions, I just want to know, because you've worked with people who uh, run like a six figure, maybe even seven figure business. What does it really take on the back? in to run a business like this? Yeah, I love that question. So it varies. And I can also give you some specifics because depending on the clients, I've noticed that there's different levels of, of ownership that they already have in their business. And I, I love the analogy of like creating a home for your business. I like to think of your business as its own entity. So it's like building a real relationship with it. And I think of it as like, if you're watering a plant, and you just don't water it for two months. And you're like, grow, grow, come on, be beautiful. Give me all the things. But you're not actually watering it and giving it what it needs. How can you expect it to serve you and flourish? And it's the same thing with growing your business. So I've found that there are certain aspects of organization that I love organization. And a lot of people, it's not their strong suit. And that's okay. So I found that going into a, let's just say like a five, six or seven figure business, the basics are all pretty similar. Tracking where your clients are, tracking the progress that they're at, tracking not just like what they've paid and what their payment plan is, but also the results that they're getting and keeping up with that level so that you're not just looking at your clients as a number, but looking at them as like, what are they actually getting from my my services and how can I support them further? What was their goal? Having those onboarding forms and then those intake forms as well. So once they're, I believe in um, the sale doesn't end once the payment has been completed. I believe that the sale continues throughout the entire process of going through your container. So that means that once they've made their payment, what's next? How are you holding them through that space? Does it look like giving them calendar invite links? Does it look like sending them intake forms? Does it look like giving them training modules or videos or a vault to go explore? Does it look like giving them homework and tangibles and next steps or workbooks or play or PDFs? Um, and that varies depending on what your business is. And having that is so crucial to help your clients feel held and secure in your space. So that's some of it for onboarding. And then for continuing to grow your audience, I find that having an email list, even if it's just 
the, the free MailChimp, like you can have a free list up to 2000 contacts in your audience on MailChimp and collect and make landing pages and collect email addresses that way. And just grow your list, grow your audience and nurture that audience and really give value. There's so many different strategies out there on like give three pieces of va- content of value and then one invitation. I'm not going to tell you what's best for you, but have a way to stay in connection with your audience. And it really depends on the way that you've been nurturing that relationship up until then, but keep up with them and don't just pop up when it's a time to sell. So have that, that structure in place, whether it's a VA who's repurposing your content into emails and sending those out every week or every other week, or it's you, uh, yeah, dissecting the, the conversations that you're having with your clients and sharing, here's what I, I was going through with a client in a strategy call today. I want to share with you what their problem was so I can share, like, you know, give you some wisdom and really offering value in that. Um, and then next steps I would say would be automating what doesn't really feel good for you. So if you know that you can give someone a really amazing experience, but it doesn't feel good for you to be giving an invoice out, either hire a team or create the systems like Moonclerk, right? If we want to get like right down to it, like Moonclerk does automated, automated subscriptions and it's great. It takes a little bit to set up and it's great. And it's just a matter of finding what, what is in your zone of genius and then delegating the rest and delegating from like a place of authority and leadership and also empowering your team. And that's really the other big crucial part is growing a team. So I help a lot of my, a lot of my OBM um, expertise is also with managing and hiring and delegating to a team. So being that touch point for the coach where everyone would go through me first, essentially, and they're also empowered and they know what their jobs are. They know what their expectations are and we know what their values are coming in. So we can help best suit them for their roles and their own, their own zone of genius. And that takes a lot of practice. (laughs) It takes a lot of practice to become not just a good coach, but a good boss and a good leader. And that's where I find that when you master that and it's a process and that's something I also wanted to bring up is that, you know, it's not about getting it wrong and then giving up and not saying, no, I can do it on myself. It's about learning and trying again and again and again and getting it right with people who believe in you and believe in your vision. My God, guys, that was gold right there. Just a little peek into what actually is needed to run these, you know, six figure, six figure businesses you see on Instagram, because it's not just the front end Instagram graphics of it. It's how you run it at the back, right? It needs to be really powerful and um, sustainable as well. So what I wanted to ask you to, just to share with the audience is that, you know, say um, there's a new coach here. There's a new coach who understands her energetic gifts, who, you know, is really heart led and she she um, she needs some help sort of more in the back end of things. It can be really overwhelming. I know that I've met a lot of people who find the admin part of things, you know, setting up copy, all these things very overwhelming. How would you like not per se, what do you need to do? But what's the mindset shift that you would um, sort of share with them to empower them over this process? Mm, I love that question. What I would really recommend is a few things. One, shifting from thinking of yourself as a coach and just running your own coaching business and you're the only, you're the main part of it to you're the CEO of a company. And this is your company and you're going to set the tone for the culture at that company. And you want it to be a culture of self-initiative, of leadership, and of action and inspired action. So I would really encourage you to think like a CEO. And then that's where I would invite you to do a CEO hour. This could be three times a week. It could be every single day of the week in your business, but doing a CEO hour where you get done what you need to get done for your business. That might be returning those emails. That might be tracking your payments. That might be finding a bookkeeper to help you out. So you know that your finances are in order or hiring an accountant 
It might be DM management. It might be client onboarding or creating that vault for your for your people when they come in or tweaking your con your contract or your intake form or really reviewing what feedback you're getting from your clients to see if you can tweak those systems or that experience that they're getting not just inside your container but inside the systems that lead them through that container. So I would really recommend having a CEO hour is what I call it and stepping into that leadership for I recommend every hour one hour every day. Usually what I find with most people is that we're really productive at one time a day, either in the morning or the night. For me, it's the morning. I'm complete morning bird. I, morning, yeah, morning bird. Um, or not a night owl. <laughs> There's so many bird <laughs> analogies for this. Um, and I, mine is from six thirty to eight, so I have an hour and a half um, every day. And I'll go to bed at eight p.m. and have no shame about it if I need to. But that's my CEO hour, hour and a half. And that's when I get done what I need to get done for my business. And if you miss it, it's okay if you miss it for a day, but just know that you are the CEO and you're in charge of your business. And we also need to be really great bosses to ourselves. And remember that we are the boss, but we're also the employee. So we need to show up in our own power and give ourselves that time. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you mentioned the CEO word because that's so Capricorn. And I wanted to share with the audience, you know, if they, um, if like me, they work with the days of the week, because that's how I've sort of structured my, the different things that, that, that I want to do in my business. Saturday is actually my, my CEO day because Saturday is ruled by Saturn, right? Saturn day. And I get all of the back end admin, all of the nitty gritty stuff done. You know, I put on that CEO hat. So I love that you mentioned that. And I was wondering, you know, so we have the CEO hat. What other hats do you see people wearing, especially if they're still like a one man show, just so we're aware, because sometimes I feel like people, especially in the energetic space, they get stuck just being on the channel and then they forget that they're running a business or they're too much in their business that they forget what they're really here to do. So like what other hats do you see or like, can you provide us with your beautiful Capricornian mind some more structure so that we can understand like, oh yeah, this is something that we can pick up and integrate into our business like right now or tomorrow. Mm, I love that. Yes. What I find a lot is that, and I've, I've been guilty of it too, is that we tend to think that we are our business and we're the face of our business. And I do believe that because people don't buy from businesses, they buy from people and we are not our business. Our business is a separate entity and that's where it really comes into building a relationship with your business. And the best way I find to do that is to do a daily check-in. What does my business need from me? What do, and then also checking in with yourself, what do I need for me to keep that distinction and that duality right there? And then see how you can work that together. That might be something you do in your CEO hours, checking in, what does my business need for me today? Does it need me to write content? Does it need me to do an email to my audience? Does it need me to respond to that referral? Does it need me to do, uh, I call it market research, but golden opportunity interviews? What does it need me to do? What does it need for me today? How can I show up for it? And how can I show up for me? What do I need for myself today? Do I need to do, do I need to go for a run? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to do, do my meditation? What do I need from me? And keeping those distinctions really clear so that you know that you're building a relationship with your business and treating it with that respect as its own entity, because it is, it our business has its own energy to it. And we need to respect that and also communicate with it in that way. Mm, yeah, all of that is so good. And, you know, I something that's that's coming up while you were speaking, and I think this is more related to what we spoke about a couple of months ago, is that, you know, we're really getting into the more masculine part of the business, right? How do you hold how do you hold the energy of your business through these structures through? Um, yeah, all these, uh, like more masculine systems in place. 
And so my question is, how do you balance, you know, how do you balance? Because I feel like entrepreneurship right now, it's a very masculine space. And sometimes the heart that goes into it can dissipate over time, especially as you scale. So how would you like, maybe based on your own experiences or just you being in the coaching space, how can someone still retain their heart while also being practical about their business and setting up their systems? Mm, That's such a good question. And there's so much that goes into that. The first thing that I would naturally say is keep your heart in your business and check in with your why. So that's a lot of what I do with my, when I'm like growing a relationship with a client is we start with what is your why? Because your business can't just be about you. It needs to be about a vision for something bigger. And that's something I also wanted to bring is that what I see my, my really successful clients doing, and all my clients are successful in their own ways, but those who are doing those five, six, seven figures easy, they have a vision. They're connected to a vision and they're also connected to their people. So stay in the energy of your business in be uh, of the vision of your business, not just in your business. So it can be so easy to get lost in those email sequences and DMs and the funnels and all the things that we think we need to be doing. But what is your vision for your business and how are you working on your business? And that's another thing that we can chat about, which is the idea of consumption versus creation. I think that we have talked about this before too, that there's so much that we're consuming out there. And I'd really be mindful of, okay, you're consuming a lot. What are you actually creating from there? Are you making space to create from that consumption? Are you making space to create from that inspired place right after? One of the times for me that I'm most inspired is after a client call. After I have a session with a client, I am usually buzzing and I want to write notes. I want to know exactly what we just did. What was the breakthroughs? What really, what was the big themes of that session? And that's when I want to create a lot of my content as well. Um, So I would really also think about what are you working towards? What is the big vision for you and for your business? And what is it that is bigger than just a monthly goal or a revenue that you, the revenue milestone that you want to hit? Um, And that goes into how you celebrate it as well and how you reward, how you like treat your business and how you can build that respect for your business without being caught up in all the numbers. And with something that we've talked about as well, like, is it about the number or is it about the transformation that your client's getting? Oh my God, Ellie, you could turn everything you just said into like a freebie. (laughs) Honestly, this is something I think you need to do because I'm like, I would love to have that PDF just to zone me in into the essentials of like, you know, the very bare essentials of running or starting to build your business, right? Especially a hard led business. And I just wanted to share as well that I think it's okay to take time to really discover your why. Like it might start off as one thing in the beginning and it might evolve. And I think having this space and having a coach who actually holds that space for you and encourages you to evolve as time goes by can be really helpful because my like my why is still kind of similar, but you know, my business has evolved so much. Like what I'm offering is pretty different now. And I think something that I just want to share to especially newer coaches or newer soul-led entrepreneurs that it gets to change and your why gets to be redefined but having a template to come back to to actually write down the like the the changes to your why can also be really helpful because then you're like okay I know that this is the direction we're going into right now so that there's more clarity um and so with that said as well you know for someone who's super new in in starting up their business and they know that they um they have this gift they have this vision and they want to serve the collective and they want to serve themselves as well um I think something that I see a lot in the industry, and this is something we talked about a lot, is that 
yeah, you can make it happen. You know, just if as long as you jump in full time and put all of your energy into it, you can get those five figure months and like get that six figure year in the first year of business. And that's completely possible. And I just wanted to share my own experience, and maybe you can share yours as well, especially because you've worked with like the back end and actual big, um, um, you know, successful coaches in this industry. I noticed that you know that might be true to some people, but there are some like conditions. You know, one, you have an established following. You know, previously you were an influencer or you were in that similar space, and it doesn't take that long to convert those clients. Or two, you know, you paid a lot. You pay, you run a lot of ads, for example, so that you gain more visibility. Um, and um, I, maybe the third one, I guess, is that you know you might not have a presence online, but um, you have been giving readings for like a couple of years, and people know that you're that go-to person for tarot or for astrology, you know. But for someone starting from scratch. You know, I think it's possible. It's definitely possible to gain clients because it's happened to me. You've seen that happen. Um, but also, like, what is the reality of that, Ellie? I love this question. I think it's so important. And I completely agree that there's there's a narrative in the coaching industry that if you're not all in, you're not legit. And I just don't buy that. I just don't buy it. I don't live that either. I'm 100% all in with my business and I am completely legit. But I also have a way that I run my business, which allows my, me to support my business from a place of abundance and from a place of enoughness rather than coming at it from a place of pressure. So if I only depended on my coaching business to get me all the money I need, I quote unquote need, or all the goals that I want, I would be putting so much pressure on my business. My business is not even two years old. It's nearly two years old. Um, next month it will be. And I wouldn't expect a two-year-old to provide for me. I wouldn't expect it to. So that's what I really want to think about. Like you wouldn't be going like, oh, well, how are you going to make rent to a two-year-old? What are you going to do? Better go start your soul-led business and get it all done. Go all in. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that to a two-year-old because the two-year-old's not going to have the the foundations yet to keep it going from that long haul. If it's working under the pressure of I have to provide, I have to get it all done. So what I really say is, yes, if you want to quit your nine to five and it it feels really good, I'm not going to tell you no, but I am going to caution you that I want you to come to your business from a place of abundance, not from a place of scarcity or lack and expectation to perform. So do what you need to do on the other end. Get it if you need another source of income or another stream of income, if you want to get a part-time job or even a full-time job so that you can come when you come to your business, you're coming at it from a place of I'm here to help you, my business, and you're in a conversation with it, create and provide the most epic transformation for the vision that I hold for the world. I am so excited. What do you need from me? Not, hey, here's what I need from you. You better provide. You better be making those 10K months right out the gate or else you're not legit. I really, I believe that that pressure also decreases your creativity and your intuition and your power, your brain power. And that all three of those things are huge and key into building a real, an authentically heart-led business. Oh my goodness, I resonate with that so much. And this is also a story that I just wanted to share really quickly is that I think there have been two points in this in in 2021 where I've just quit my job and be like okay I'm gonna go full-time into the business and you know really do it and I did do it and there were results but 
let me tell you, there was so much pressure on my end, not from other people, but just the pressure from me of like, I need to make it because people who've done this have reached five figure months and I'm not there yet. What's wrong with me? What am I doing wrong? And then your mind goes into this deep consumption hole of like, maybe this is the answer or this is the answer. But let me tell you, especially from a third line here, I've experimented and the truth is it's going to be, you know, I think coming from a place of abundance into your business is the most essential point. And if that means having the right amount of monetary cushion in order for you to feel that way, that's something that you need to build, right? I think it, it, I'm not going to say that it's irresponsible to just jump full in because I don't think it is, but I do feel the pressure <laughs> and I have been feeling the pressure and it does really stunt your creativity. I think it's also the pathway to... Um, that that help like that spirals you into those like oh what am I actually here for and those ego deaths that occur perfectly anyways but this is just something that I want to caution to everyone who thinks that they can't make it if they're not like fully fully um, dedicating their time meaning that you know they if if they if they have a side job or if they have a full time job that they're not legit because I don't think that that's the case at all you can by the way you can have a full time job that you absolutely love and you can also be building your heart led business you know these ads need to be shared more you can be building a five figure a six figure business and you might have taken five years to do that right it's there's I don't think there's a formula for anyone so that's something that I just wanted to share there's no shame there's no shame at all in finding a nine-to-five and in fact sometimes especially like for me I'll, I'll be sharing that story in a different podcast but you know I've been navigating the job search myself because I have found that the energy I'm I'm like confronting my business is not from a place of abundance because there is that financial strain and I I know that my business is my baby and so I don't want to put that pressure on it and so if it takes me finding another job and you know um, gaining some sort of monetary income from that while building my business that's okay because I think that also shows how dedicated you are to your business right how like are you actually doing this because you love it or are you just doing it because it could be paying your rent like right now I saw you raising your hands I'm just gonna let you speak for a bit Oh my gosh, I love everything that you just said. And I just want to echo it because what you're speaking to is also the element that I see, which is essential. If you're growing a heart-centered business and you're really, you're really in it, you're in it, is unconditional commitment. And that's what you, I know you have that, Nicole. And I know that all the listeners of the podcast are going to have that as well. And it means that you're not placing conditions on the business. It means that you're not saying to the business, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going, but only if you give me this, only if you give me that, that's not commitment, that's negotiation. <laughs> and we're not here to negotiate with our business or negotiate with our purpose. And that doesn't mean that you can't do your nine to five and still rock it. It doesn't mean you can't have a part-time job and be great at it. You can still do that and be legit in your business, but it's about having that unconditional commitment of this is what I'm here for. This is what I'm willing to do. I'm ready to get it. To, I'm ready to get it wrong. And when you have that pressure, of on you of the financial strain of like, I have, it has to perform. My business has to provide for me. You're also going to be more prone to thinking, yeah, like what you mentioned, Nicole, which was like, well, am I doing something wrong? And then thinking, okay, well, if I, this, this strategy isn't working, I'll just try another or I'll try another. And what I really also want to speak to is the element of not just trying different strategies and picking and choosing, like they're all a cart, but 
mastering the process. And that means that you're going to probably get it wrong or it's going to feel weird the first few times. And that's okay. That's okay. That's why it's really important to have a coach as well to hold space for you or have a community and support system who's going to be there with you through it and who's done it themselves and are practicing what they preach. And that's all right. That's the way that's, that's part of the journey. Cause I also believe and Nicole knows this too, that running your business is one of the most spiritual things that you can do. It really is. It's going to bring up all the thing, all the dirt, you know, like Louise Hay says, if you want to clean the house, you got to get ready to see some dirt. <laughs> and that's what running your business is going to do. And if you can find the gifts in that, it's going to be so, so beautiful. Oh my God, absolutely. And something that I was just reminded of, and this is something I talked about with um, Ava as well. She, I, I worked with her too, is that, you know, I was reflecting on the time that I was working with her and there were no like epic milestones during the time that I worked with her. But what I really deepened is my integrity towards my business because, you know, that was the time where I took that second leap and I wasn't seeing any proper results. But, and in fact, I had this whole like dark night of the soul where I was like rebranding my business and really honoring what wants to come through instead of me forcing it, right? And when I was like reflecting, I was like, you know, Ava, I don't care if I didn't reach that financial milestone because what this showed me as well, because she was like, you know, Nicole, I could have told you to do this and this and this and this, and you could like hit a specific number in your business at that month. But I didn't want to do that with you because you're leading with such integrity. And when I was reflecting on this, I was like, you know what? Even if in the past two months, I didn't get that, that specific number, I can look back and know that I have been building my business from the ground up, from a, sp from a space of integrity, right? And whereas if you are just focused on the numbers and like what sells, what can I sell instead of like, what do I really want to sell? You know, if you, you're missing that heart element and you're looking at coaching just from a purely financial gain perspective, which I think there, I think it exists in the coaching space, right? Not everyone is a hard-led business owner and that's okay. But if you are and you want to run a thriving business, I think something that I had to understand is that it might take time and that's okay. You're not doing anything wrong. You, you're you also creating a foundation that way of like, you know, that energetic foundation of like, I am actually committed and I am actually so in alignment with my business that I'm going to honor whatever comes through, the offers that come through and all these things. And I was also thinking like, if I just did this for the profits, yeah, sure, I could sell something and I could market it in a way and look at it as a normal business, but then I would be missing the heart piece. And in a couple of years, I would be feeling the same way that people are feeling about their nine to five of like, what am I doing? I am just in another rat race. And I think this is something Ellie talked about as well, right? Because if you're just chasing the numbers, then it all just becomes a rat race again. If you're just chasing that 5K, 10K month for the sake of chasing it, you're just being in competition with yourself and with everyone else in the industry. Whereas people, you know, who run or who build a hard-led business have come here to escape that rat race. So that's something that I want to share with you guys who perhaps you're still in your first year of business and you're not seeing the numbers flow in quite yet. I am sure that it's because you have been dedicating all that energy to build a strong heart foundation, to, to build that, like, as, as Ellie said, it's, it's such a beautiful analogy of looking at your business as a relationship, right? You're building that trust first, and then afterwards you're going to start traveling, and then you're going to like go buy a house together or whatever. But if there's no trust in the beginning, you know, even if you buy a house, and a couple of months you realize that, oh, actually, I can't trust this person, I can't live with this person, there's also going to be more consequences. It's the same thing as like, I was thinking, man, if I just focus on the money, um, 
which luckily I don't have the tendency to do in this specific business. If I just did that in a couple of years, I'll be like, what the fuck am I doing? And that I think dark night of the soul is even more precarious than what I'm going through now, because at that point I would have a team or I would have had a sustainable source of income from the business that I would be afraid of losing because my ego is there dying and like I have to take some time away from the business. And I see you nodding, Ellie. So I just wanted to like bring you back to the space and share what you're like, um, yeah, what you're thinking. Oh my gosh. I'm just like, yes to everything that you're saying. Cause I completely, I agree. I agree so much. And I think that there's a few things I want to touch on that as you were speaking, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. Okay. This. So one is that there's a distinction between like, maybe there's a bit of a misconception that like having a heart led business doesn't mean you can not want to make money. You can absolutely want to make money. And it's about more than that. It's about also the impact because when you're making that impact and work, when you're committed to your vision and to your why, that's when the financial abundance does come in. That's when it's effortless because you're not focusing on like, how am I going to get the money? You know, what you attract, what you're, what you are like seeking so much. You're, if you're saying that you want it, you want it, you want it. You're almost in a state of not having it. You're communicating that to the universe and that's actually going to make it run from you. But if you're like, this is what I know, this is what I am so excited. I desire to create. That's when the abundance can flow in as well. And that's, I love what you mentioned too, about you know, leaving one rat race to get into another of like, got to make those 5k months, those 10k months, those 20k months. What do the five and 10k months represent to you? What, do, what does that represent to you? What does it also represent to your clients? Does it represent freedom to travel? Does it represent freedom to pay off those bills or your debt or retire your partner or whatever it is for you? And what does it mean for your client? What is the transformation that you're putting into the world? What does that look like? How does that feel? How, what kind of world are you creating for them? And what kind of world are you helping them create? Um, And then that also is another thing of like, when you're making those and you're chasing sales to get that five or 10 K month, I really, I used to be so afraid of sales. I used to be so, and I, that's why I I tend to work with a lot of clients who are like, oh yeah, sales are really, they're scary. They're scary. And that's where I want to invite you to pivot your vision of sales rather than it's I'm trying to make a sale. It's I'm inviting someone to step up to their next level, to this vision that I have for them and holding them in that vision. And it's an invitation and an invitation is much, much bigger than a sale. It doesn't just, it, the financial aspect of it is just like a tiny fraction of it, a tiny fraction because you're inviting them to step up into a new version of themselves, whether that's through whatever you're offering. If you're offering a, a weight loss program or intuition, soul coaching or business coaching, whatever it is that you're offering, you're offering them to step into a new version of themselves and a new identity. And that's so much bigger than a sale. So that's, that's just a bit of what I wanted to share about, because that's also a really key part of having a real heart led business. Oh my God, this whole episode is so, so good. I wish I had something like this when I first started my business and um, something came through to me as well. And I'm trying to think of what really came through. Um, What was that last point that you mentioned, Nelly? (laughs) That a sale is, an invitation is bigger than a sale. Yes, Oh, yes. And that's something that I've really been understanding about the sale process is that sometimes it can feel really icky, right? Especially if you're so, if you're really coming from that heart, heart space, you're like, but I don't want to be convincing people. Something that's really changed my, my, like my mindset towards this is like, first of all, you need to understand your offer and why you're, why you're, why you chose that specific offer. And when you do, and you understand the amount of transformation that people can experience it, it's like, of course you need to sell it because this is life changing for people, right? You're not selling it for, for, for to make money. You're selling it because 
this is what can really elevate them or this can really pull them up or this can help them gain that clarity that their soul is really craving. And when you're selling, quote unquote, selling from that space, it's also effortless because it's not like it's not like you need need them or anything. It's more like this is literally what I have been practicing. This is what I've been working on. This is what I've been embodying. And this has worked for me. And if you feel the same or if you feel invited to this, let's work together, right? Coming from that space. And I think, you know, reflecting back as well, all of my effortless sales have come from a place where I didn't need the money aspect as well. Like it would have been amazing. Of course, I love, I love money, but you know, not coming from the place of like, I need to make the sales so that I can pay this off or so that I can do this. And I think that's why it comes back to, again, coming from your business and stepping into it from a place of abundance. And something that I want to like transition to talking into is that, you know, I think, just to emphasize, you don't need to quit your nine to five job. And this might be like a counter, um, counterintuitive sort of um, advice, especially from two coaches in the industry. But this is something me and Ellie have talked about. And that's why like, I wanted to bring her on here as well, because she actually advises her clients to, to do this. So maybe Ellie, I can open up the space and you can share your thoughts about this. Yeah, I just really, I advise you to find the balance, first of all, between your, like, your need to your financial cushion, right? And the priority, which is your business and growing your business. And also keeping that a priority while honoring what is also serving you and keeping you financially afloat. And I really, I, I really recommend this because then you can come to your business without the pressure, without the scarcity, without the need to perform and ask your business what wants to come through, what wants to be created. How can I serve? Not, oh my gosh, how can I make a sale? How can I serve my people? How can I really serve my audience from a place of integrity, from a place of truth, from what lights me up and what I know is going to create an epic transformation? And I mean, that, that can come, even if you're working in a nine to five, it absolutely can. And it's much harder for it to come if you're putting the pressure on your business to do it all for you and perform for you. And that's where it just comes back to treating your business as a separate entity and giving it that relationship and that attention that it needs and asking, what, is, what do you need from me? Like, I almost like talking like to my business, like it's like my inner child, like, what do you need from me today? What do you need from me? And how can I, like, how can I help you? And when you're coming to your business from that place, that's where it, you're allowing it to flourish and to bloom and not putting the pressure on it. And it has to come at a certain time or it has to be pretty fast because then if you're wanting for it to be fast, you're going to usually come at it with an energy of like hustle. And that's also going to end up not serving you in the long run. Cause even if say you, you do it and you get that launch and you make that goal, you know that it was so hard <laughs> for you to do it, that you, thinking about doing it again and again and again, repeatedly, that's going to burn you out. It's going to wear you out. And that's not, and you're not going to be able to serve and show up from your highest for the long run. And that's where the unconditional commitment again comes in of, I am unconditionally committed to this business. I am ready to fall down and get back up again. I am ready to give what I need to give to it. Doesn't, I don't need to come at it from a hustle energy. What does my business need from me today? And you can do that with a nine to five. You can do it with a part-time job. As long as you're feeling that security and that safety and then coming to your business with that energy, you're going to create more of it. If you put a lot of hustle and scarcity energy into your business, even if you're getting the result in the long run of, or in the short run of like, yeah, I have the money, you're actually going to end up creating that result in the long run. That's where the energetics kind of comes into it again, which I, I can't help but talk about. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. And I think when you have that stability of a nine to five or a part-time job, whatever it is, as Ellie mentioned, the, the keyword that keeps coming up is stability. And actually, funnily enough, I think we talked about this too, is that when you're like 
desiring that 5k month or that 10k month part of it is because you want validation part of it is because you actually want the money and the big part of it is because you want to feel secure in your business and so if you're not at that secure place yet in your business it's okay to derive that from somewhere else because if you keep expecting your business to provide you that security whereas you're still getting to know your business right you're still experimenting with what actually you want to like um, produce and share with the world and that's okay by the way it takes time to really hone in on your vision Elon Musk didn't have the vision that he has now like at the very beginning it took it took time and every single like experience also really like um it plays a part so honoring that and like you're not in the wrong space or you're not in the wrong this is not like a sign that you shouldn't be doing your business this is an encouragement that you know and it's also a testament and like how serious are you about building your heart-led business or if it's just something based on profits then maybe you shouldn't be putting too much pressure on the energetics right and then you can lean off of that so something i want to mention as well is that when you have that stability whether it's from a job whether it's from like a high amount of savings that you've built um taking that energy into content creation and into your offer creation is also so powerful because then it's like all right i have the stability what do I want to share? Say you have all the clients that you're desiring for that month. What will you be sharing? Because you won't just be stopping. And when you, if you, if you do just stop, then you need to ask yourself as well, why am I stopping? Is it because this was just an end goal that I wanted and then it feels good? Or like, you know, if, if you're really in it, it keeps flourishing. It's like a spring well that keeps flowing. And so what wants to flow through you when you do have that stability, when you remove that pressure of like, I need this for my business? Right. So I think that's something that I've been playing with as well. And it's I think that's also where creativity stems from. Creativity can flourish when you put that pressure of like that, not not pressure, but that filter of like, first, I need this to make money and then I will create it. No, it has to be the other way around. It's like what wishes to 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 be um, to be birthed through me. Right. That is so in alignment with my essence and that because I'm so connected to it and because I'm so excited about the transformation that's possible from this, that energy is going to carry you into the sale. It's going to make it effortless to launch and to do everything. Uh, So that's also another tip that I wanted to share with um, other heartlet leaders. Um, And I guess just to close this off, Ellie, do you have any other tips and like any messages that you just want to share to anyone maybe in the beginning of their business or maybe pivoting in their business right now? And especially those who are like leading from the heart from their business. I love that. Yeah. I think that one thing that you mentioned that's so key is it's that stability. And I also think it's even one step farther. It's the sustainability of can, is this okay to do it? Can I do this again? Can I do this again? Can I bring that loving energy to my business and replicate this for time and time again? And that's where, you know, you can get the systems and you can get the strategy, you can get the support and do I have the space and the energy to do it again? And that's what you can kind of tell if you're coming at it from a hustle versus you're coming at it from your heart from that point, if you know, if you know that it's sustainable to do again. And that's what we want to do is we want to create that again, that unconditional commitment and that sustainability to continue to grow and grow our businesses together. Um, And in terms of anyone who's just starting out, Honestly, I would just tell you, you are absolutely on time. You are absolutely at the right schedule. You're at the right pace. You are doing it incredibly. And it's okay to feel like you're not ready and still do it anyway. I didn't feel like I was ready. I, I haven't felt like I was ready to be a coach when I was decided to be a coach. I didn't feel like I was ready to be an OBM. I, started to be, I didn't even feel ready to be a VA. When I was a VA, I'm like, should I get certified in this? Like, <laughs> I didn't know. Um, and I think that I would just encourage you that you are, you are the, your certification. You can take the courses that you need to take that make you feel really good, but know that you are 
the you are the sale you are what your people need you are the medicine and that you're right on time and lastly i would just say that it's going to feel scary and i would encourage you to do it anyway confidence we always think that confidence comes once like well, I'll, once i'm ready like once i'm ready i'll feel confident but it's really you'll feel confident once you just do it and then the you once you do the thing then the confidence comes after you don't have to get ready for it you're not going to feel confident first but you're going to do it and then you're going to repeat that again and again and master that process and that's going to build you the confidence and that's where you're going to show up in your power and in your leadership and call your people in which we didn't get talked about this, but like from a place of power and from a place of pleasure rather from their pain when they see you fully embodied in that. So I would just say you've got this, you absolutely have, and lean on the people who are around you who are supporting you and holding that vision for you as well. Oh, Ellie, I love that. I have goosebumps all down my uh, my shoulders now, but thank you so much for bringing on your wisdom and your experiences as well to this space and to share it with, I know that a lot of people need to hear this and that's why I chose you specifically for this topic because I know that we have so much to talk about, but thank you so much for coming on here and um, uh, please share how people can work with you right now. If you have any coaching spots open, all of her links will be in the description of this podcast below but just so ellie can um give us a rundown of her offers oh thank you so much yes i offer <clears throat> i have um don't have a website yet that's coming in probably 2022 and um you can find me on instagram at i am ellie Drabic, all one one word no underscores or anything and right now i have two spots open in my up level business mentorship and it's my one-on-one coaching container and that's where we walk through what i call the money method and i would love to explore that with you i also offer one-off vip success intensives and you can find the links to that on my instagram i am also on facebook i post on there a lot i love connecting i love engaging i love just building community so if anything that i that I shared today inspired you or you have questions about, I would just love to chat about it and connect. And I love having biz besties and connecting with other people in this space, especially heart-led entrepreneurs. So thank you so much for having me on, Nicole. It was so beautiful to share this space with you. I hope you enjoyed that beautiful chat with Ellie. I love her so much. And I hope that you check out her links because she is an incredible coach. Um, But aside from that, she also has really inspiring just Instagram posts and she's a Gemini rising. So you can count on the fact that she communicates herself so well and I love her. And I hope that this episode served you. I hope it brought you the level of a new level of awareness of that you can do things differently and that this is a permission slip for you to step into your business from a place of abundance however that looks like to you and I'll be sharing a bit more of my journey of that navigating all of this in a different podcast episode but for right now thank you so much let me and Ellie know through our Instagram what you think of this episode and I'll catch you guys next time